Hi, everyone. What am I doing popping up here on this feed after I retired the podcast? Uh, but I'm back for episode 101 of the Lift Free and Diet Hard podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Coates. And yeah, so if you heard the last podcast, I did decide initially that I was going to retire the podcast uh, with so many other projects in the works, which I will tell you about in future. However, I realized I have this amazing vehicle with hundreds of listeners, sometimes thousands, depending on the episodes. And it would be a really foolish thing to just, just set this aside. And I realized I needed to do it a little differently. So for starters, I'm bringing on Don Saladino. Don's become a really good friend of mine. He's doing, I mean, he's one of the biggest, most successful people in the industry. But with, with the way I want to go about it is I want to pull back the curtain a little bit. And we're going to talk a little bit about the stuff that Don is doing that maybe isn't the, the easy, uh, sexy, obvious stuff. Um, you know, so we're going to peel back the curtain and show you some of the stuff that Don is doing. But uh, I will I'll talk a little bit more in future about uh, why I brought the podcast back. But for now, Don, it's great to have you here. You know, we got to hang out in New York recently at Kenny Santucci's event, Strong New York, which was incredible. So it's good to have you on. Andrew, it's a, it's a pleasure. And, and I just need to say, is you, you, you had to bring this podcast back. Yeah. Seriously. And we were, you and I have been talking about this. It's like when, when someone, I've been in the industry 25 years now, and when someone's got so much to offer like yourself and you're as smart as you are, um, you're almost doing people an injustice by not sitting there and offering them content. So I feel like sometimes we do get overwhelmed by things going on, but I'm super happy and very proud that you, that you decided to bring it back. And again, I'm, I'm probably not going to be able to deliver them weekly for everybody, but I want these to be really impactful episodes with, with really incredible guests. <clears throat> I got to do it on my terms a little bit. So for everybody listening, you know, I want you guys to shoot me a message, you know, let me know what this, what this podcast means to you. It definitely will keep me on track. And here's a big thing. My mom listens to these and I didn't think about how mom loves listening to these every Tuesday morning. And then of course I decided to retire it. And so she was disappointed. So hi mom. Like that alone is a really good. Incentive. What's up mom. <laughs> so I love it. let's, let's do this whole thing where, yeah, people know you be, you're well known because you coach Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively and mm -hmm. like a million other famous people in Hollywood and mm -hmm. have to see you, you know, starting with Hugh Jackman, but there's so much more to you. Right. Like, and that's what people don't necessarily see that like, the ups and downs of, of running drive 495 in Manhattan for 15 years. And you know, you've talked in presentations about, you know, having to like scramble to make sure you can make payroll at different times. So people don't necessarily understand that it wasn't always easy for you. So let's let's look at this part. What limiting beliefs did you need to discard and overcome along the way with your career and then we can branch that into what do you think are the limiting beliefs that are really holding a lot of coaches back because here's the big one I think a lot of people look at someone like you and be like well I could never do what Don does I could never be Don why are they wrong yeah I, listen anyone can do what I did I mean there's a there's a lot of hard work that went in there and there's um, a, a lot of passion. I mean, obviously you're not going to get as smart as you got in the industry with knowing what you know, without, you know, being forced to do it. Right. <laughs> like we, you had to have this thirst to want to learn, but I think it's a great question on limiting beliefs. I, I think early in my career, I was trying to control too much. I was trying to go in and, you know, I wanted everyone to behave like me, or I wanted everyone to have that same passion that I had. And I wanted everyone to take work home. And, you know, I, I really learned in time to say, 
you got to take the good with the bad. And when you're, when you're managing people, I think you have to make sure that the good outweighs the bad. Obviously when the bad outweighs the good, I think it's time to part ways. But um, I, I think early in my career, I was a bit hot-headed. Um, I was a bit controlling. You know, I, I came from um, you know, a catering family where, you know, my grandfather who's, you know, God rest his soul, my, my mentor, one of my closest friends, he was um, you know, he got mad at you, you yelled and you sat there and, you know, as, as, a, as a young kid in his teens, you took it because you, you got in trouble. So I think coming off into the business world and into a new era, and when I opened Drive in 2005, this was a different era. Things were changing. People were changing. How we had to, you know, um, respond to people, you know, really changed. And I think that was something that I probably had a short-term struggle mm-hmm. with because you put your foot in your mouth, you say some things, you respond to someone, and later on that night, you're like, oh, man, I... I, I screwed up. Like I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have re- responded the way that I re- re- responded. And I think when I started relaxing and started understanding that part of this whole miscellaneous category of business was going to be mistakes that other people made. And, you know, that the fact that they're not you and being able to let go, I think enabled my workforce, my team to be able to relax a little bit and really excel and run with it. And, um, I, you know, I've had some great stories. We could spend hours talking about it. But one of them was um, this, this young guy who kept reaching out to me over and over and over. His name is Chris Wykus. Love the coach. He was fantastic. But he reached out to me for six consecutive months for a job. And I couldn't, I couldn't hire him. I didn't have the money to hire him. I was trying to control that situation way too much. I'm like, Chris, I can't, I can't, I can't. And finally, he reached out to me in the sixth consecutive month. He probably had a reminder in the calendar to reach out to me. And I started laughing. And I was like, this guy is unbelievable. Like, he's just resilient. And he's just, you know, so I said, Chris, I call him up. I said, Chris, I don't have work for you, man. I'm like, I, I don't. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm about to hire you right now. I can't pay you a salary. He's like, I don't care. I'm like, where are you going to live? It's New York. Where are you commuting from? He goes, I'm living on a friend's couch. I don't care. And I brought him into an environment with 15 coaches and within two years, I'm sorry, 15 plus my other club, which is about 25 coaches. And um, within two years, he was the head coach of the whole program, <laughs> running my mentorship program. So, you know, early on, I would try and control it and been on top of him. And I realized this kid came in and he was so smart. And every time he sat down with me with an Excel spreadsheet, I was like, oh my God, here we go. I'm going to pay this guy more money now because I can't justify not. And, um, but, you know, letting your hair down a little bit and letting your guard up and letting your team run with things a bit was something that I really had to learn. There's something big embedded in there. It's, I mean, not everybody can scale by themselves. You do need team. You do need support, especially if you want to open something like a gym. And one of the avenues to, you know, scale wealth and success, because I mean, we're, we're, we're all in this to help people. And one of the limiting beliefs I think is, well, I'm not supposed to care about money. I just want to help people. Well, guess what? If you earn a great livelihood, you can really scale how well you help a lot more people. Just look at what you're doing with your brand. Look at what like the guys at Renaissance Periodization are doing. And one of the ways you scale is you have to be able to trust other people. And you're right. right. I think we all think, well, the employees won't do it to my standards. Well, you just explained the attitude shift that has to happen there. Has to Has to And it actually happened even... As far as recently, you know, three years ago when we, um, our 15 year lease expired, as you know, ironically, like we were told to close our gym um, Monday, April 16th. I'll never forget it at 8, 8 p.m. 
And then um, May 31st um, of that year, our 15 year lease expired. So we really kind of timed it out nicely. I was re-signing my lease. I was, I was in the process of it until September when we realized things were really going in a direction that was pretty incredible. And it would have almost been a bad decision to get back into the brick and mortar. It's like, okay, I'm going to add 15, you know, 15 hours of commuting back in. Um, I'm not making anywhere near the money that I'm making now. I have to deal with a landlord that's, eh, right? Like it's all these factors, staffing, the uncertainty of the economy. The fact that Governor Cuomo at the time when he was governor was saying that we can only open at 35% capacity. There were all these things that went into that con category and the pros to opening the club, all it really had was a place to hang my hat. So fortunately I created this and now I kind of, you know, have eliminated all the, you know, everything now is, is in favor of this. But when, when I, when I started this, when I opened the barn and I started this whole, when I full, really committed to the digital world and I started it back in 2010, but when I went all in, the only person who was going to run it with the same passion, I was, was going to run it with me and be able to offer a lot more than I can pick up that I could actually offer would be my wife, Melissa. I mean, she's just wired a lot differently than I am. I need, I'm good at the front as the front man. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like being on camera. She likes being behind a computer. She, she actually could sit in front of a computer for 20 hours and she used to have study parties in college where she'd have people over and they'd study for fun. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I, like, who are you? On the other hand, you and I could go into the gym and, you know, deadlift for three hours and we leave there feeling like we were on vacation. So, it's like, so but that's, that's a perfect example of, when you're trying to build a business with a high level of success, you gotta set your team up. Like you gotta have people around you that are better than what what it is you can do. So I wanna keep going with the limiting beliefs. So I'm gonna run through a, a few of mine that I've sort of discarded. I remember starting on the gym floor. I just celebrated 12 years in the business. And Congrats. I remember early on, starting to read T-Nation and I got into like Lane Norton stuff and I would do his YouTube stuff. and. And then I would listen to, you know, old podcasts, fitness podcasts. And I always remember thinking, well, there's sort of two tiers of trainers. There's the, there's this elite tier insider group, the, you know, the T-Nation writers, people like Lane, people who've been successful or known names in the industry. And then there's all the rest of us on the gym floor. And I never understood the path to getting to that point early in my career. So of course, I didn't believe I was the sort of person who could ever write for T-Nation I didn't believe I was the sort of person who could be asked to appear on podcasts or let alone have a very long-standing successful one. I certainly didn't believe that I could be the sort of person who'd be asked to come and speak at events like Strong New York. And I've got the NSC, regional NSCA Rocky Mountain region one coming up in December. And I just got added to Jordan Duggar's one. I'm trying to remember what the name of that one is. I feel bad. I'll, I'll blast it on future episodes. But Alex Hermosi and Lane Norton and Jordan Sider in that lineup. I'm like, holy crap. And then you and I are speaking at Raise the Bar at the end of February in Dallas with a crazy lineup. And I mean, if you'd said this to me, like, you know, God, six years ago, eight years ago, 10 years ago, I would have laughed at me like, there's no way. But it did take, as those opportunities arose, instead of going, well, I couldn't do this, saying, all right, just say yes, lean into it, figure it out. That's how I started with the writing. That's how I started with the, the speaking. So for you, you know, setting up this very big online brand media success, because I want to lean into that. And I want to talk mm -hmm. about the course that you built. Mm -hmm. Did you 
was there ever a point where you're like, well, I couldn't be this sort of person. I couldn't, you know, be the big, big guy with the big online business. Were there any limiting beliefs that you kind of had to discard to move away from? You know, it was so wild about it. it was when I when, when I started, it was 1999. So at that time, the be all end all was opening a chain of gyms. Like I was watching the Erico family open Equinox. I worked for them back in 99 and I saw them get acquired for like whatever it was, 140 million bucks. And that at the time is, you know, that is what you're striving for. Um, but along the way, there were so many pivots, right? It's, you know, I, I, I even remember learning about real estate. I spent two years trying to find a location. I remember spending seven months in lease negotiation where literally the day before and, and, and the landlord at the time stole $10,000 from me to, he was trying to like, he's like, well, you got to pay for an engineer. We're like, well, we'll split the cost and this and that, which was the dumbest thing that we could have done. But he stole 10 grand when he gave the lease away to someone else and he knew it was going to happen. So, you know, you learn all these things along the way. And do you have doubts? hundred percent. I don't care what anyone says. Like, oh, I never doubted myself. Bullshit. You know, maybe you don't doubt yourself, but you start turning around and saying like, oh man, like, is this ever going to get good? Like, I know I'm, I know I'm, I know I'm capable and I, and I trust in my ability, but is this how it's going to be? Like I, I getting kicked in the head for almost a decade at drive, probably one of the biggest learning curves I've ever gone through in my life. Like you can't teach what we learned. You wouldn't learn in Harvard business school. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care what degree you graduate from what university, what we had to go through when it comes down to missing almost 37 payrolls and Con Ed shutting down your power and Amex literally hiring a hitman to come after you. When you're dealing with these stresses and having to go on the floor and suddenly be like, all right, guys, let's come on, rah, 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 rah. You start learning a lot about business and you really start learning a lot about yourself when you're, you know, excuse my language, but asses against the wall. And you're just, you're, you're, you're like, what do I do? I, I literally got to come up with this line. That's when I found we got most creative. I found really learned how to have that conversation with people. And you learned about different types of investors and, you know, what they're looking for. And, you know, just, it, it, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. So there were so many different hats I wore throughout this 25 year span. I mean, you know, doing a raise for um, a digital company that I started. You know, I was partnering with Dwayne Wade and Adrian Peterson and Ernie Els, and we crushed it out of the gate and then it crapped out. It's like, you can't, going through those things is the only way you're really going to learn. And looking back on it, you're like, man, I, I really went through a lot and, and, and it's difficult. So I think what we wanted to create was everyone thinks this is some secret, right? Like everyone's like, oh, they're doing well online and they don't want to tell anyone what videographer they're using or what social media team they're using. And we're like, all right, like I had to go through 25 years of some good things. Like a lot of great stuff happened. Ryan Reynolds said it to me when he saw me pivot, he sent me like a beautiful text and was just like, Hey man, I'm really proud of you. And we spoke on the phone and I was like, I was a little, um, what's the word I was, I'm looking for. I actually wasn't bitter towards drive, but I think I was like, Oh, the hell with that place. Like we're moving on. We're doing better. And he's like, dude, that place gave you almost everything. And when he stopped and said it, I listened to him. I was like, yeah, you're right. Like I'll never look back at drive and say, Oh, that was a bad, there were some bad decisions I made, but, um, <laughs> let's just say, or there were some bad 
paths we took, but recognizing that a very difficult time in my life has set me up to be able to do so much more now. Hey, but you couldn't predict this. Back in 1999, if you were to say, hey, Don, um, you're going to open several clubs. You're going to launch a digital platform. You're going to be doing a lot of social media. I'd be like, what are you talking about? You're going to be doing public speaking. I'd be like, oh, what, on training? They're like, no, building your online digital fitness business. I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, what do those words mean? Those words meant nothing in 1999. Digital online fitness business, people would be like, what are you talking about? Like, you bought CDs, you know, DVDs. Like, yeah, I was working for Revolution Golf back in 2011, and we had we were selling DVDs back in 2011. It's like these like these terms didn't even exist. So to be doing what I'm doing right now, trust me, I'm thrilled. I know you're thrilled to be doing what you're doing, but you can't predict this. <laughs> you can't make it up. We're gonna go into depth of the course, but there's one thing you said in there I wanted to grab. It's that proud client, and for all the coaches listening. You know what? Leaning into and aspiring to do some things that go beyond the one-on-one -on -one client on the floor. I love coaching the clients I work with. I don't want to ever stop doing that. I don't want to be the guy who's on the computer on the beach, you know, language like high ticket, blah, 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 this, that, or whatever. Right? And there's a place for everything. But my clients, most of them, some, some of them are just like love a relationship and they're not super worried about anything else. But most of them really get jazzed up when they find out that, oh, you've been asked to speak at this event. You're gone. Oh, cool. You're going to be gone for that weekend. I don't get to train. No, I'm super happy for you. Dude, you need to take some time off. You work too much. Like, that's the shit I get from them. They, they're pretty jazzed up. They, they, they love being able to say, hey, they're proud. It's for this, this, and this. You know, they see one of my social media posts gets dropped into some group with 400,000 people. That just happened a couple of days ago. And so she messages me and she's like, hey, uh, like, you know, I, I used to train with this guy, shit like that, right? So they love this sort of stuff. So the course, I, I, we got a little bit of an offer for everybody too, if they're interested, but cool. let's, let's jam on just what this course offers. How is this course going to change someone's career? Because I went through it. You, you got me, you know, promoting it to, to my people. You know, I endorse it fully. I think it's amazing, but what, do, what are you offering with it? Yeah, listen, I think this is really going to give you the nuts and bolts, right? Coaches, you've gone through it. I've gone through it. Um, you're sitting there coaching. And I think every day it's like it becomes somewhat of a numbers game. And you know what I'm talking about. You remember that time in your life at the end of the week, you're like, oh, I did 53 this week. And, and there's so much more than just showing up for that hour. You know, this program design, there's checking in with your clients. There's your own training, right? There's all this quality control. Oh, how about this? There's continuing education, which I know when it comes to you, you've done about as much of it as anyone else. Like there's so much that has to go into these sessions. And um, so we really wanted to give a solution. Like, what do you do? If you're working at Crunch or Equinox and you're focusing on, you know, developing your book, what is like, where can you go put an hour of, of your time during the, the day? Max, you know, say max an hour, you can go in heavier. But I think if you have a really big, uh, busy schedule, give yourself an hour and start absorbing this. And we're going to go through everything from as, build, as basic as building your own website um, to, you know, email marketing to uh, developing brand deals. Like, how do you go out there and how to like, why is it I'm on the men's health advisory board, but I work closely with muscle and fitness. And there's all these other brands. I'm partners in about a dozen brands. And why and how, why do they need me? What value do I add? What can I bring to the table? And even leveraging clients where, you know, a lot of you guys have some pretty wealthy clients out there that are, you know, they're coming in and they're, and they're paying a premium for a service. You know, they probably have some pretty good jobs and they probably know some pretty incredible people. And, you know, who knows? Like there was nothing 
cooler than when I was able to bring some brand deals to the table for some celebrities or, or bringing something to the table there where you're like, oh my God, CAA is not doing it. Don's doing it. Then you start becoming the resource where you'll start getting some phone calls from people. What do you think of this deal? How do you feel how I handled this person? Then you become much more than a, than a, than a, than, than a trainer. You, you become about building this brand, building this machine. And I truly believe if you know, if you understand a bit of time management um, and you allot yourself a little bit of time during the day to start focusing on absorbing this, you've, Andrew, and I don't mean to say this, you've taken more courses, you've done, if you did not develop your training, you know, knowledge, any more than where you are now, you're going to be just fine. Like, you know, you do it and I do it because of this passion that we have. So where are coaches lacking? And every coach, the, the majority, not every coach, the majority of the coaches out there are really lacking in, what do I do? How do I develop this online business? How can I make some reoccurring revenue when I go on vacation? How do I build this machine that in time should just snowball and grow? And, and in a nutshell, that's really what we decided to do. We're giving everyone the nuts and bolts every step along the way to develop this online presence. And then after that, we're hoping that, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, I'm able to sit there and coach everyone on our Facebook mastermind and answer questions and bring my wife and I in to what did we do? What, troubleshooting. What are things that you're struggling with? How do we improve upon this? Oh, you have to speak to your boss. How do you deliver this message? Never burn your bridges. There are just certain things that I think coaches get really nervous and, and don't know how to approach business with that. Guys, learn from our mistakes. You know, we have, we have a 25-year head start on most of you in this. And, and, uh, and unfortunately, we went through a lot of hell along the, the way. But doing what we did in digital and doing what we did in brick and mortar really puts us into a select category. There's really a select few of us out there that are doing or I got to be honest with you, there's probably I can't even name anyone who went through what we had to go through in brick and mortar for 15 years and develop as successful of an online presence as we have. So to be able to speak from both ends, I think really makes what we're doing pretty unique. And I'm sure they're out there, but I can't just I can't think of any off the top of my head. Well, you've you've created the blueprint, and the action steps. So there's two things I'll say in response to stuff you said there. One is you're right. We have a tendency to jump from course to course, education to education, we'll absorb all the, the mindset and the philosophy, which I do love because that helps along the way. But you move on to the next thing before you implement, or maybe what you did doesn't give you those, those steps. So two, a lot of what I was going through this course, it reinforced a lot of things that I've experienced and I've done, but it, it, it now packages it up for someone else. So for example, um, I spent 2000 bucks us and I'm Canadian, <clears throat> but I spent 2000 bucks us on a really professional website. I love it. I don't regret it. You know, I really actually think that was a very good investment, but your course teaches someone how to set up, you know, a Squarespace website just on your own, really straightforward. I paid and I got a very good deal $500 for a friend to set up my convert kit email systems. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, your course teaches people to go in. Mel on video is literally will show people point and click how to do all the convert kit stuff, right? Email marketing, you've heard it over and over. You'll hear it again. Guys, you need to do this crap. You just do, okay? And then last year, me and a client of mine who I mentor, who's a young trainer, Bailey Lau, she's, she's been in the business almost four years now. And I thought, okay, it'd be really cool to build 
an online group strength training program, women focused, right? Having Bailey with me and my social media following has grown and grown and grown. So it's a good platform to leverage. So she loved the idea and she's great with the systems and the background and all that sort of stuff. And I try to draw her out a bit more. I've got a podcast with her now for it. And so we, you know, we said, okay, let's beta test it with 10 people. But that, a post attached to it kind of went off. We had 40 inquiries, 31 signed up. We're like, all right, shit, well, let's take it. We'll, we'll learn as we go. That's the awesome. Intake did 36. The next intake blew up and did 50. This recent intake did 40. And we realized we made some mistakes with the website we had developed. We invested uh, over nine grand US in this website. And quite frankly, right. we double that investment to get it to, fun- and we're talking about like a higher functioning e-commerce website. So we're talking about big investment. Well, we sat down yesterday and we were talking about it and did the math on it. And this project, you know, it was a $20,000 revenue project in year one, right? And we're thinking like, shit, there's a, there's a ton of value in this, in this infrastructure, in this website, in what we've built. We know it's an amazing program. We're really thrilled with that. We do the Facebook group thing. The women love it in there. And your course literally will let someone do something similar but we're at the same, same damn thing, except, so I mean, your course is what? It's 500 US and I've got a code for you guys, right? It's Andrew yeah. 50, five zero, the numerals, and you're going to save uh, 10% of it, $50 US on it. So yep. remember that message me and uh, I will give you the link. Uh, I'll be over all over my media. I've been pushing it. And if you guys are interested, yeah, I mean, hey, we're selling something here, but it's something that I actually... Believe in, believe in, yeah, and, and, and we're and we're we're supplying people with a solution, and you know it's like with fitness, Andrew, and, and you know better than anyone. Someone who's getting started, it was funny. I was talking to someone who was really discouraged recently, and I'm like, listen, month one, let's get your water intake up as you start training. They're like, that's it. I'm like, that's it. Month month two, what do you want me to start doing? You know what? let's start trying to get to better a little bit. Yeah. Sleep. Let's start trying to get to better a little earlier and you could eat whatever month three. Oh, we're, we're starting to eliminate processed foods, but I'm not doing this. Don't worry about it. You get five, six months in and you make five or six major changes in someone's life. It's incredible what those basic changes can do. As you know, like you've written a million programs in your life. Like they're all good, right? Like all these programs are fantastic programs and they're going to, and they're going to work. Right. But I think it's the same thing with this course. I really believe that at the very least implement one change on month one, or, you know, just go through one section and absorb it and take your time and start building and make, make some mistakes. If you spend the next six months, just, Diving into this course like it's the Bible almost and just like literally trying to absorb and take in every little point and, and, and learning from it. I, I just I believe that, you know, it's like what do they say, like teach you how to fish and you'll and you will never get hungry for life type of thing. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you're going to learn so much more. You're going to save money. And then in time, as you know, like anytime I launched a website, the second it came out, I'm like, this is the greatest website I've ever seen. A year and a half later, I'm like this is a piece of shit. <laughs> it's like, what am I thinking? Why was I using those colors? Oh my God. I have two shirtless picks. What am I thinking? I, I look like I look all self-absorbed. Oh my God. Like, look at the verbiage. Are you, and you just like, you, you, you have to sit in things for a while to truly be able to recognize what you like or dislike. Don, you can get away with shirtless pics on your media. <laughs> Stop it. There's, there's people who can do it. There's people who can. I probably could have pulled this shit off for the same by level. <laughs> I mean, 
if you're going to train like the, the greatest superheroes in the universe, you probably have to at some point look like a superhero as well. They so. make me look good. They all make me look good. So it's fine. I'll, it I'll take cool. I love getting to kind of jam on this this stuff and hearing about the things that weren't as easy. And I hope everybody listening really absorbs this stuff and realizes, wow, you know, it wasn't just always fairy tale. And I mean, you've been very open about the fact that your your business is a seven figure business. And mm-hmm. so I remember being a younger trainer earlier in my career, and and someone was speaking at an event, and he started talking about like how big his business and his numbers were. And I, at the time, I, I found it off-putting. Yeah. And I think, and I won't say who or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, in, in my mind, the individual's messaging, I think, is flawed. It comes off as insecure. But <clears throat> what I also realized is, like, it didn't resonate with me because I couldn't imagine that. And here I am talking about year one, we had a, a $20,000 business. That's a $20,000 revenue bump on top of already thriving business, right? And of it's course, amazing. Yeah. between me and my partner, but that's just the foundation. Imagine the trainer who is, you know, you're, you're working your ass off at a commercial gym, but you're allowed to do some stuff online outside of it. And you turn around and let's say you add $10,000 to your income that year. Guess what? That pays for a whole lot of con ed. I recently have seen this floating around. I saw Alex Hermosi say it and I've seen it in other places. It's like, if you're young, the best ROI for your money is betting on yourself and investing in yourself in education and learning these skills. And this course we're talking about is a really good way to do this. Right. It's like as a 22 year old, and I'm not saying don't invest in like your, your retirement or what have you, but sure, sure, sure. It, it makes sense that, yeah, like bet on yourself and to learn these skills early. But you, you know, it's interesting not to, not to interrupt, but you know, I'm, I believe in saving and I, and I believe in being smart with your money. And I get that. But when you're, when you're young and you don't have a family, and it's just you, I believe that's when you need to take risk. I believe that's when you need to put your head on the chopping block. You, you know, I believe that's when, you know, it, I think you can afford to make a lot of mistakes at 23, 24, 25, 30 years old. You know, it, it's tough for the 60 year old, the 55 year old to make mistakes when they're paying for college and they're, and they got a lot at stake and they got a home and they're trying to build their future. I get that. But I've always been early on. I've always been a risk taker. Like I, I, I have maybe to sometimes to the point of fault, but I, I think part of it was I wanted to go after it. Right. Like I really wanted to, you know, turn around and say, you know, I had the guts to do it. And sometimes they were successes and sometimes they were massive failures, but looking back on it now, you know, it was part of my path and part of what I needed to do to get here. So even when I'm talking about build a seven figure business, it's not like, Oh God, I have a, no, I'm making, no, it's not about that. I'm trying to tell people this, you can do this. Like you're one of, like you're one of the people right now that you're going to get there. Like I, I, there's not a doubt in my mind. No, no, there's not a doubt in my mind. Like, trust me on this. Like I have not been wrong yet with, with this. You're surrounding yourself with the right people. You have the right work ethic. This is part of your life. This is part of like you work. Like, is this really work? Yes, it's work. You're working hard, but you're passionate about this. So there's not a doubt in my mind. Other guys, Luca, Kelsey, you know, even our friends, Angela, right? Like who you were just talking about. Like these are these are people in the industry that I think are going to do Kenny. Like they're going to, Kenny, Kenny's a perfect example of someone who's just like, talk about, like Kenny's, I admire Kenny and Kenny almost reminds me of a little bit of a younger version of myself when it comes down to the risk taking and putting himself out there and just Kenny's Kenny's like, I'll go for it. 
Kenny's like, I'll go for it. And he's made, he's had some successes. He's had some massive failures, but he'll, he's going to figure it out at a high level soon. And we know, we, we know he's going to do well. I hope everybody listening, if you get a chance, Kenny will do strong New York next year. And we had a great time there. I got to meet Adam. Awesome. I interacted with him a little bit online. He's awesome. Awesome. And watching Kenny work. So Kenny's brain is a bag of cats. It's great to watch it though. It's the it's best. Phenomenal. I love them. Right? Luke, love Luke them. the same thing. I, I describe it both the same way. Total bag of cats, right? But Kenny is there. It's like, oh, it's all going to be good. All going to be good. He's got this great director of operations, Christy Mueller, who's, she did. Awesome. Killed it. Absolutely awesome. killed it at that event. Awesome. And you've got stuff going on. 800 people coming and going, all sorts of stuff. Cl- multiple classes, plus the, the speaking room. And our poor buddy, Nick Lamb. So he's one of the guys who runs Raise the Bar where you and I are going to be speaking at. Nick, I can see like Nick's blood pressure is through the roof because he's so- He was hilarious. He was hilarious. He's very like, you know, on schedule, on point. He's emceeing the speaking thing. And he's like, try to get Kenny mobilized, get people out there. And Kenny's just like, no, man, it's all good. (laughs) And it somehow it worked. And I mean, Kenny's not an idiot. Kenny actually, he's great with people. He pulls the connections. He's, he surrounds himself with great team members, which again, we talked about. And I want to circle back to the one thing before I have one last line of questioning. And it's when I talk to open up a seven figure stuff, I bring that up because it challenges limiting beliefs where we started this whole conversation with. And I want people sitting there going, well, I can never do that. Well, there's a lot of people will say things like this and I agree with it. Well, you know, let's say you shoot for the seven figure business side of things and you miss and you end up somewhere in the six figures. That's kind of okay, right? Oh my God, it's amazing. Listen, I, I've always run scared. I mean, it really is, um, I'll, again, I'll, I'll, I'll quote my grandfather, you know, run scared, try harder. And there's no room for complacency. Those are three lines that he gave me. And part of me running scared is also understanding that like, listen, I'm replaceable. I've always been, and I always will be. I'm replaceable. I'm not, I've worked at some of the biggest names in Hollywood, some of the biggest athletes on the planet. And I think probably one of my best qualities is I recognize that it was a terrible message that was delivered to me um, at a very young age when Equinox was purchased for the, for, for the first time that it's, it's owned by a different company now. So I can disclose the story without, without being accused of slander here. But I remember the GM came in and looked at 45 coaches, bright coaches, Paul Frediani, Annette Lang, people who were working on PhDs, their doctorates, like they were really, it was really a vibrant community of coaches and they all love working together and we had fun. And this woman walked in and looked at every coach and just, it was the first thing out of her mouth. She just went, you're all expendable. So it was the first thing out of her mouth. And it was the worst message that any leader in the business could have delivered in that way. I mean, it was it was so poorly delivered, but she was right. She, she was. Now, I'm not going to, let's, let's not forget the fact that it was delivered incorrectly and she shouldn't have said that, but she was 100% right. And I remember at that point, it kind of ingrained something in my head because I, I realized that she was right and you got to walk around with a level of humility. And, I, and that's probably why I was able to stay with my clientele as long as I did was no matter how friendly I got with them, family, even Ryan and Blake, they're my, they're my people. To this day, I see them, you know, I'll go into the city. They're the only clients I travel for. I love them, their family. I'm there to do a job. I've never forgotten that. They're like, come on, have coffee. I'm like, come on, you're on a schedule. I got to get you going. Have some coffee. I'm like, I have some coffee. But I'm always, and they recognize that. I, I always want to make it about them because they deserve it. They've been so good to me. 
they've hired me for a reason. They brought me board for a reason and they've done so much for my career. Let's put that, put that aside, but I'm their coach. I'm there for a job. The second I start going into the session and I've never done this, I make it about myself or I start dumping my emotions and my problems that I'm having in the, in the past with so-and-so or this and that. No, you got to go in there and you got to act like a professional and you got to understand that, you know, we are all replaceable in this business, unfortunately, but it's the truth. Last thing I want to circle around to, if you got enough time, is, you know, people hear about abundance mindset a lot, but, you know, when, when talking to you, everybody listening, they can hear that you are very geared towards abundance mindset. You share and support other people. Yeah. Um, and I think that's been a fundamental key to why you are where you are in, in your career. Uh, I guess I just wanted to see, you know, what you, how does that make a difference? And we'll go from there. How does it make a difference? And when you say abundance mindset, you just mean kind of, I don't want to say this, but like, you know, giving credit where credit's due type of thing. Well, I'll take it further. So I'll, I'll give you an example. I mean, I, we all have these like skills and pattern recognition for things. And, and one of mine is I see through the matrix on patterns of people's social media, right? I don't find it's very difficult. And you can tell from certain people's media that they're really not afraid to share and support other people's work and make yeah. it about other people. And then there are people who, and, and again, there are very smart, savvy people who've had a career of sharing and supporting others. And their media is a little bit more locked in about their own business. That's cool. But there are people who operate with a scarcity mindset where everything is transactional. If they, like, I got a message just a couple of days ago. I get it. I get it. And this woman, she had a very similar number of followers to mine. Now I went and took a closer look and I could see that her, her engagement like counts and things like that were less than a tenth of mine. So I'm assuming, all right, there's, there's paid followers there that's fake. And her message is, hey, I see we got a lot of, you know, the same friends in this space. Uh, do you want to follow each other? So immediately it's, it's a proposition, it's transactional. I will do something if you reciprocate. And I hate that. I, I gotta be honest. Yeah, I, I it that. drives me, it drives me crazy. Now, I, I gotta be clear that no one's really figured out the social media thing, right? I put up a post and I get 10 or 12,000 likes and I put up, then I put, which is just like a fun pick. And then I'll put up something that I think is really meaningful and it craps the bed. Yep, like completely. And it, and it, and it happens. I really think that these things need to be, you know, it's gotta be evolved. Like, I don't want, you know, I, I want to be in it for the right. And it was funny. I was literally, I was going to save this for after the call, but I said, when you get this media asset, send it to me and we'll do uh, we'll do a collaborative post. Like I think stuff like that. But that's different because it's how it's done. Don, you have a monstrous following. You have right. really well-established channels. You have an email list that is in the hundreds of thousands. Right. It's you turning around and saying, it's not like, hey, do this for me and I'll do something for you. It's you going, hey, I want to do something for you that benefits you. I don't and pay attention. I, I don't. And thank you for recognizing that. I do not pay attention to the vanity metrics. Mm -hmm. I do not care. If, if you have 100,000 followers or 10,000 followers, I collaborate with good people. That's Adam. it. Adam. A Adam's a perfect example. Adam's so, on your media. What is it? Adam? Adam all, doesn't have Coach Adam, he doesn't have a following. And I love Adam so much because 
He is just, he's there to add value. He never asks for anything. So what do I do? And ask him, I give, 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 give to the point where he's almost like, dude, I can't. I'm like, Adam, you're part of the family. You're part of the team. That's what I love about you. That's what I love about Kelsey. That's what I love about Luca. That's what I, you know, you start getting around these people and you realize they're in for the muscle doc, Jordan Shallow. He's like a brother to me. I think he's one of the most talented guys in the business. Jordan and I will do shoots in Vegas together. We'll get cool picks, content. He'll have a bigger following than I have at some point. It doesn't matter. I don't care about that. He doesn't care. We care about good quality people. And I think in the digital world, it's no different than the brick and mortar world. You have to massage relationships. You ha- I want At the end of the day, every one of my friends, I want them to turn around and say, Don's been an amazing friend top five people that I, that I know who've helped me out, et cetera, but he is hands down has delivered way more to me than I've delivered to them. That's my goal. That is my goal because you, you know, I don't want to owe anyone and I want to spotlight people that I think are great. And I want to spotlight people who I think can really change this industry in a positive way. And I think who can make a good influence on people. And that is my goal. If someone decides to leave me one day as an online client, to go and work with Andrew Coates because they need to take a different approach. They like what it is. Good for you. At least I know you're with someone phenomenal. Like go to Andrew, like terrific. But I, I think we need more of that. I think there's too much, uh, there's too much fear. And I think that people are, are, are trying to kind of keep everything a secret. And I think the perfect example was this course, 500 bucks for, for what we're, for what we're giving now from a value standpoint is so we're, we're, we're undervaluing it so much. We're almost giving it away, but we're at the point where we just, guys, like just, just learn from what we're doing, make this industry a better place. And that's our goal. So muscle doc, Jordan shallow, got to hang out with him. Not too long ago. He's in town. He's been here Rock a couple of times, become a friend, love the guy. We actually, he was born in the same part, part of the um, Canada. Canada I, yeah. Newfoundland. Yeah. He moved away when he was young. We didn't know each other back then. He's a bit younger than me, but if you ever get a chance to see Jordan in person, there's two things to take note of. One, he's a phenomenal speaker presenter, but he has his team there. And Jordan does not need to be the star of the show, despite the fact that he's the guy with the brand name. He's got the prescript guys. They're great people. They're not particularly worried about like notoriety or like big followings. They just do great work. But Jordan really puts them on display as educators. And then two, he remembers names. He makes people feel important. He remembers details about people. And his community, the prescript people, they are awesome. really devoted. So he's incredible. Awesome. And I've noticed this with people. But my friend John Goodman, I have shared a lot of Jonathan Goodman stuff over the years. I've been reading the PTDC forever, I've looked up to him. I met him in 2018 at an event. And I remember in 2019, John reached out to me. He'd been watching my career. He saw that we had this fitness event here in Edmonton, me and Dean Somerset and the Evolve crew, it did great. We, we're going to bring it back, uh, hopefully, in the late spring next year. And he was watching this stuff. So he asked me if I would contribute to his book that he was coming up with. It was released in early 2020 called Getting Clients and Referrals. Me, Luca was in it, Mark Fisher, and he picked like yep. 15 of us. And this is before I had any sort of social media following. And real honor. And so I've got nine pages in there. It meant a lot. And John has always been invested in seeing my career grow before I was in a position to do anything to help him. Right. He's had me promote his online trainer academy. Meanwhile, I've had other people, and I won't say names, who I've known, met, 
there's nothing, but all of a sudden when it comes a point where it's like my stuff is doing really well and I get, I want to support and help people, but it's like, then I get asks that it's really something that benefits them, but probably doesn't do anything for me at this point. And I also try not to think that way, but I also have to triage my time, what I can put my effort into. And when I see that oh, now all of a sudden you're knocking on my door because it benefits you, then that tells me something. It's a little shallow, right? I mean, it makes you feel, and I'm not going to tell you, I don't feel that way too. I mean, people will, you know, I'll get DMs all the time. You want to collaborate. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. Like, uh, again, the first ingredient for me is what type of person are you? And are you good at what you, at what you do? And if I love you as a person, literally, and I think you're really good at what you do, I could care less if you have 500 followers. I'm mentoring a woman right now. She's a health and wellness coach. Think the world of her, Yale graduate. She's got 300 followers. I'll start promoting her at a certain point because I think (laughs) she has something. No, but it's just, I don't care. I am not affiliating myself with someone because they have 3 million followers. I don't care. If it happens where... You know, we are doing like I, I work out a lot with my buddy Frank Seppi. Frank is just a marketing mogul, Love one him. of the most one of the most photograph fitness models of the last 30 years, been over 500 colors. He's hilarious. We have the the best time training together, but there are things I'm stealing from him every day about contest dieting, about prep, about all these things of bodybuilding. And then I'm showing him moves and he's like, Well, that's interesting. Like, holy shit, this is such a different world. And we're just so humble. when hanging with each other and we have the same music taste and it just fits. So fantastic. Like he happens to have a big following. Okay. So we're going to go with it. But for me right now, the following means zero. I I just, you know what? Like if you're someone that's kind, you're good at what you do. The funniest story about you. And I got to tell this because no one, no one knows how you and I, or maybe we said it on the first podcast, but we were at Luca's event last year you were like so open. I'm walking by with a plate of food and you're like, hey, Don Saladino. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you're like, would you come in and, and, and have lunch with us? And yeah. I thought it was such a genuine way to be able to ask someone. I sat down. It was, it was my most memorable meal. It was the one meal that I remember sitting there. I sat with you for an hour and we talked and we realized that we knew a lot of the same people. And then you had me on, um, you had me on your podcast. Were you on my podcast? No, I haven't been. You're, you're on. Okay. Cool. I made a note already. You're on. You're going to come okay. on D&D. I'm going to email you right when I get up. But that's what I'm talking about. Like you get to know someone, you're like, wow, this person's smart. Like this person's great at what they do. And you know what? They're just a great person. Then surround yourself with that and stop worrying about, uh, this is my advice, everyone. Stop worrying about the likes mm-hmm. to, to add value. And that's what I do. I put posts up sometimes that I know before I put up, like, this is going to shit the bed. You know what? There's, it's still something that makes up my pillars. It's still something that I'm going to continue to do. I'm going to find different ways to package it and wrap it. So maybe it does a little bit better, but that's not what allows my business to feel successful or me to feel a level of significance. Surround yourself with good people and add value. And guys, you know, have some time management and put some smarts behind things. And you're going to, you're going to do pretty well in this business. I'm going to create a little bit of a, a framework for how people can think about what we were just talking about when it comes to like likes and followers and what have you. It's, it's very valuable to have more people to reach and interact with. I mean, they have to be real. You have to be good at the media of creating a relationship with them. You do that as well as anybody does. Jordan Syatt is the absolute king of it. You do it great. But I think a lot of people think about it the wrong way. 
they, humans are wired to seek status. So we look and we think in terms of status and that's a mistake because it comes from the wrong place. Look at it from a place of how can I create impact? How can I give more to other people's lives? I mean, it's again, it's an abundance mindset. And I promise you that following will scale. My following has scaled, your following has scaled. People we know is following <clears throat> has scaled because they're, they're thinking in terms of impact and giving. And yes, okay, like status will come with that. But again, it's, it's the wrong lens to try to look at things through because it always comes from a place of insecurity. It comes from a place of scarcity. And you can tell when you interact with someone who's really caught up in status. Like I think it's Naval Ravikant in his book says, you know, something about don't play status games, right? That, that's, 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 that's as Simon Sinek puts it, that's, finite game thinking, right? As opposed to infinite game thinking. So I, I think it's actually really okay to achieve, you know, following and reach. In fact, it's very valuable. It's just how you go about it and the mindset you have around it. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be, um, you also can't start, you know, having your mood dictated on the fact that, you know, you're not developing a following or, or likes it, like put out a good product, pound the pavement, and develop a level of resiliency. Like you got, like Andrew, you've been doing this for 12 years now. I've been doing it for 25 years. You know, it, it, it's, I was joking. Tom Plummer was talking about me at a, at a summit and said, Don Saladino, he's a 20 year overnight success. And I laughed at that because some people would say, well, Don was successful back when he opened his club. Don, yeah, but it was, it was, Tom saw the amount of ups and downs that I went through that I really believe that I have a level of humility with this sort of thing that no one else is going to have. It's just, I'm very grateful to be where I am, but I'm also very understanding that, you know, who knows where the world's going to be in a year or two. Like, how are you going to, how are we going to prepare? We need to adapt. Like right now we're reshooting our entire library of, um, you know, of uh, programs. I was like, well, why would you do that? Like they're doing so well. I'm like, I don't want to be complacent. Why the courses? I want to offer something I'm passionate about. Why the public speaking? Because I'm passionate about it. Everything that I'm trying to do right now, I'm trying to live my best life. I'm trying to continue to do work that I, I love and I feel proud of. And that for me is not, it's not about every social media post having my shirt off. Do it once in a while and, and, and the likes go up. I mean, it's funny how I do it once in a while and the likes go up, but why don't I do it every time then? Because it's not what I'm here for. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to put out content. I'm here to show once in a while that there is this performance physique approach and that what I have to put into my rest and recovery and nutrition at 45 years old is it's something that you got to be consistent with. And I hope to inspire and motivate people there. But there's so much more to what I'm trying to do than, you know, having every, you know, pick on social media with my shirt off. It's just not my brand. It's not what I want to be. I'll throw one last thing about, you know, when you post up something and it doesn't do well, I have a sense of relief when I have a post that doesn't perform as well. It does. I look at it two ways. One, oh, I give me, I, I get a little bit of a break from the level of engagement that I have to throw into it. Right. So I get to sort of step away from it a little bit. I don't have to be as on that day. And two, I can always learn something from it. I learn about what the message, the way that I frame that message. So that way I can tinker with it because I do enjoy the craft of writing and sharing things that become very resonant. You just shared one of my posts yesterday, this one about just exposing kids to gym environments. And yep. I'm, I'm passionate about that message. And I recycle that post because it is my most popular post ever uh, on my media. And I'm passionate about it because look at all the people that we encounter who are in their 
thirties and forties who are stepping into gyms and they're terrified because of stigmas and stereotypes and all this stuff that people bring with them. What if like kids got exposed to these environments at a younger age, gyms and that sort of world just was normal to them. And maybe they don't embrace fitness at that young age, but maybe they come back later on and go, okay, well, this is, this is not scary. This is not unfamiliar to me, but you again, shared that post. And that one was a mega hit. And honestly, there's a lot of time responding to all the comments and DMs about stuff like that. So I don't mind it if I have a day where it's like, okay, cool. That one was a dud. Cool. I got a break today, right? Because your social media, it does become, it's a job in of itself. And I've been very deliberate in it. You're very deliberate with yours. You actually, one last plug about the, the course, you actually show like posting schedule and exactly how you yeah. promote your, yeah. your challenges. So this is a big take. There's so much detail about how you built your challenges and your programs in that course. And people can go in there. You're telling people, listen, go and do something like this. You're not saying, no, 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 this is my thing. You can't rip it off. You're saying, go do this. I'm doing great. Ours is killer. No one is going to steal anything from you doing it. So guys, if we check out the course. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what? If I'm hoping if people come up to me one day and they're, and they're telling me that they're doing X, Y, and Z and that far surpassed what I did. I'm going to be excited about it. I'm going to be happy that I had my fingerprint in it. I want to see my friends do well. I want to see people who I've influenced do well. It's part of life for me. It's part of what gives me the joy. We didn't get involved in this business, Andrew, to become a multi-billionaire, right? Now, if along the way we could figure out how to be very successful, I'm going to take it. I'm going to go through it. I'm going to go at it, but I'm going to enjoy the process. That's why the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is part of it is that feeling that we get when we coach people and we see them. Uh, do do better earlier in the video you saw a guy behind me who yeah. you know i'm i'm helping i don't train anyone out of here he's a friend that i'm helping he started at 515 pounds back in may couldn't walk more than 400 steps a day we came in here with crutches was drinking two glasses of water a day he's on average hitting about five thousand five to six thousand steps a day he's lost 55 pounds of real weight since then real weight and um he's getting in for hour-long full body workouts that we switch up real basic five, six days a week, because that's his best form of movement. We got to keep an eye on his knees and certain things, but he's lost 55 pounds. So to see him change his life and his endurance like, like that, I don't want anything out of it. I'm, I'm not making any money. That's just, that's for the love of the game. So that's something I'll always continue to, to do. And, um, you know, that's part of why we love being a coach. So thanks. For, listen, man, thanks for having me on. Super excited about this today. My pleasure. So again, let's tell people where they can find your media and the course. Thank you. Thank and you. once again, use, I mean, I'll have my links on my media, but use my code, Andrew. Andrew 50. Yep. And use, and, use Andrew 50. Go to donsaladino.com. You can go to a, um, a section called courses, save 50 bucks on the course. And we, I'm also opening a, um, there's already a private Facebook group that we just opened. So you could come on there. You can ask me and Melissa questions. We'll be coming in probably weekly to, to answer those questions. The, the group's really light right now. So, because we just launched this. So you, uh, if you're one of a, only a handful of people, well, we're, that's, that's a great place to be because you're going to have access to us. So yeah. And I'm in there too. So have access to me. And it's not like, you know, if, if you've got, like literally I'll answer shit too. That's relevant. I love it. I can't wait to have you out, man. So let me know when you're in New York, get me this, uh, get me the, um, any of the social media. If, if you post it, do collaborate on it. Cause then I'll do, I'll repost it on my, on my main page. Right. And I'm going to connect you with Derek Hansen and I right now to get you on the podcast.
there and yeah i actually love Derek's stuff so it'd be great to, to interact with him. yeah guys go follow don go check out the course please if you have any questions like like i said i blasted through it over the course of a couple of weekends i really loved it so Thank uh, thanks for you know jumping back in i want to do this in a way that it's so damn good that people are excited for when i'll release them i'll do my best to get the, these podcasts to you guys regularly share this with someone in your world you, you got friends who are coaches get them onto this podcast there's tons of old episodes that they can dive into thank you guys so much thank you don and uh, stay tuned thanks, i've got to figure out a guest for the near future bye-bye guys awesome brother thanks